Today's episode is very engaging. We promise. Have you ever had a thought that follows you the whole week and you are like, where does this come from? Why does that happen? And you can only research about it to satisfy that obsession. Welcome to Bubblegum Trail, the show where we talk about everyday conundrums that stuck in your head. Hello, hello, everybody. Hi, Mr. Caramello. How are you today? Hello, Madame Chapeau. I'm doing fine. Glad to see you again. Same here. Same here. I'm uh, about to pop my coffee bottle because I need a zip. <laughs> <laughs> And I really need it. I really need it today. I also, I'm enjoying a nice cup of warm coffee. It's the best, uh, the best sense in the morning, the best uh, sensation. Isn't it just routine? I sometimes think it's just uh, a habit that you're used to. And yes, it's a warm drink, but we're in summer. So do we really need it? Actually, interesting fact, people that, for example, travel through the desert, they drink Uh, hot tea that's true and it yeah. does regulate the temperature ironically if you drink cold beverages your body tries to return to the regular temperature and it produces return heat. The heat yeah so ironically guys if out there if it's warm drink warm beverages and then your body will try to cool we have no medical training <laughs> but thanks for listening to us <laughs> this advice is not from a professional nutritionist <laughs> welcome to bad advice on <laughs> bubblegum trail no we were we are gonna talk about something else today i brought a topic that fascinated me with me today i'm excited let's You're see excited i have a little clue so you can guess what we're gonna talk about And I hope uh, I like I told you I had to write it down because I thought it of of it on the right here. So I hope I present it rightly. So I want to talk about things today. Oh, things. Things, <laughs> and these specific things are given as a promise. Ooh. And sometimes what is attached to them is somebody's best friend. Attached. Okay, when you said promise, I thought it was going to be a ring. Are we talking about rings? Well, sometimes what is attached to them is somebody's best friend. Um. <gasps> But this is a family channel, so it's, <laughs> not, it's not that the type of ring that I'm thinking about, is it? Oh God. <laughs> We're is it a ring to begin with? It is a ring. Yeah, it's, ah, we're talking okay. about rings today. Ch chain rings. Chain rings. Yeah, well, or I don't know, what is it called? Like, uh, no, not chain. <laughs> um, engagement rings. Engagement <laughs> rings. Yeah, that that's actually what I was talk talking about. Okay. Because when there's diamonds attached to them. Oh. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Diamonds are forever. Diamonds are forever. That's exactly it. And there's a, an interesting story behind this campaign also. I don't know if you heard about that. I think I think I know where this is going because if there's rings, if, if there's diamonds involved, it's gonna get fishy. <laughs> well, yeah, and th the reason I thought of this topic is because uh, last week I received an email from 
Okay, I thought you were going to say I received the ring. I received the <laughs> ring. I was proposed to casually, as I do. You know, every week something like that happens. You know, it's just my life. No. <laughs> no, I um, received an email from a friend's friend who is organizing my friend's bachelor party. My first uh, mixed bachelor party, actually. And, what, what, and for our audience... What? And for me, what does it mean, mixed bachelor partner? Mixed female and males. So my friend is oh. a male. Mm -hmm. He's marrying a woman. So heteronormal relationship. But okay. he's having his bachelor party. He's bi single life. I'm getting married party with both women and, ah, okay, and okay. men. Now I get it. Because I'm a woman. That's that's why it's mixed, because the other woman cancelled. So I'll be the only one there. But that's just a side note. I So that email about the organization got me thinking of everything that's involved with weddings. And of course, the ring is one thing that comes to mind. Not only the wedding bands that you give to each other as a promise during the ceremony, but also the engagement ring. Okay. Which I think is much more hyped in the U.S., Then, and maybe other parts of, of the world, maybe the Americas. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 coming from, from Mexico and Latin America, yeah, it is, it is hyped. But to be honest, it's still a very USA thing. Like, mm. Because even for us, it's like, oh, something that you see in the movies and maybe you imitate it because you've seen it yeah. in the movies. But yeah, it wouldn't come from... <laughs> we, we are so influenced by, by that culture, right, in Europe and... I, I also know that for my parents, they didn't have an engagement ring. Um, my Some of my friends said, no, we either marry or we don't, but we don't need a ring to, you know, okay. symbolize, yes, we are going to. <laughs> and I think you're right. It's a very U.S. thing. And it, it just sidetracked me. We are going to talk about rings in general, but it sidetracked me into this research about engagement rings and the diamonds in particular. Okay. And it's interesting because before World War II, um, only 10% of engagement rings contained diamonds. Before World War II. Okay. Before World War II, mm -hmm. yeah. So it, it was a thing already early on, but... Before World War II, only 10% contained diamonds. So the whole campaign about diamonds was really introduced by a company uh, which which is called De Beers, which had huge stock in diamonds in mm. South Africa, something like a monopole. And they started this campaign, A Diamond is Forever. A Diamond is Forever. Yeah, you immediately thought of that. And it was actually so iconic that it was named the number one slogan of the century in 1999. Wow. Yeah, I mean, because even if you have no relationship to diamonds, you either see them in movies, when like robbery movies or romantic movies or any type of... There's always present, you know, also mm. cartoons. Like I think this cartoony thieves always have like the... The biggest diamond in the world. Exactly. Something. It's always about the big rocks on them, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it's interesting also how this marketing campaign around the 30s, 40s developed because at the beginning it was uh, a rule, give one month's salary worth of your money 
to buy an engagement ring. And then all of a sudden it was two months salary. Oh, inflation affects even. Exactly. <laughs> and the whole narrative was, what's two months of salary in exchange for forever? Wow. I mean, it's still powerful advertising, huh? It's very powerful advertising, especially considering that diamonds aren't actually worth that much, right? It's all, all what we assign to it. I mean, they're pretty. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, thinking of larger scales, there's mm -hmm. diamond rains on Uranus, uh, which is a planet, right? So I think it's no longer a planet, is it? Isn't it a planetoid? There was a big discussion. Pluto is no longer a planet. Ah, Pluto is the, the, yeah. the, the planetoid. Ah, okay. Yeah, there's this, uh, this phrase. When I was young, Pluto was still a planet. Oh. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> I can say that too. Millennials. But just, you know, it's, yes, it, it, it's pretty, but it's not actually worth something. It's just rock. Well, then correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, at, at least as a kid, I always heard that diamond was like the strongest material. And the first contact that I had with diamond was actually with a glass cutter. Mm -hmm. You know, that instrument. Mm -hmm. and, and it had a small piece of diamond. Um, so I also, I always thought that diamonds were like for tooling. Yeah. And you see how marketing can change that because <laughs> diamonds have good properties and they, mm -hmm. uh, develop under immense pressure, right? Which mm -hmm. is why we don't have diamonds, diamond rains here on earth. We uh, excavate them from rocks that have pressurized these, uh, oh. uh, rocks, right? Over mm -hmm. centuries and millennia. So... They have good properties that can be useful. Doesn't make them worth more than anything else. That's true. Yeah. But anyway, this was just a sidetrack, as I, as I said, because I wanted to talk about rings in general. Because if you think about you're not wearing any rings, right? No, Neither I've never am had. I. What, what makes you not wear rings? I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't like how they look <laughs> you don't like how they look okay. no i mean on me mm -hmm. i mean I, I i there's some very nice rings and i like how they look on other people but i have not done it maybe i should experiment <laughs> <laughs> giving you ideas yeah yeah i'm usually not wearing them i have some at home for fashion reasons but i don't usually wear them because they're so impractical mm. and that's what got me thinking because They've been around for so long, or at least I assumed before I researched. Then I'm, I was wondering, but but why? <laughs> They're so unpractical. You wash the dishes, you have to take them off. You do some workouts, mostly you have to take them off. Anything you do with your hands, it's not practical. And the only ring that I had was a novelty ring i had it in college that was a oh. bottle opener to open beers so oh. you, you have it as a ring and then it pops wow yeah but i also i only use it for parties to be like hey hi i'll open your beer and then oh nice <laughs> ring how did that work out for you good it was a, it's a good uh conversation opener opener <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> nice it's a networking tool I can see how that works, yeah. So to me, it just seemed unpractical. So I was curious to know since when rings on fingers had been around. Mm -hmm. 
And they actually go f as far back as to ancient India. So back to the third millennium before Christ. Wow, nice. So a Bronze Age civilization that already formed uh, small beads that were used on rings. I mean, all kinds of jewelry was already worn there back then. Necklaces, bracelets. But in terms of rings, um, when when we talk about rings and without any other body part mentioned in it, mm -hmm. it's always the one on the finger, right? We have earrings, we have... Nose rings. Nose rings, mm -hmm. but when I just say ring, I mean the one on the finger. Mm -hmm. So yeah, third millennium before Christ, and then... There's a big jump that also the old kingdom of Egypt had a tradition around rings. Nice. Around 2,500 uh, before Christ. In, um, and this, this started to be interesting in Egypt. What, what comes to mind when you think of e old Egypt? Well, <clears throat> I must be honest, I'm very influenced by cartoons. So I imagine the pyramids, uh, uh -huh. the hieroglyphics, and uh, yeah, a lot of luxury, like uh, Nefertiti, Ramses. Well, I, yeah, all of those things come into mind. Yeah, the old pharaohs, right, that had um, were ruling the land. And there, for the first time, I stumbled over an interesting fact that the ring in its shape, it's round, right? Mm -hmm. And it's never ending. It's eternal. True. Mm -hmm. So it actually symbolizes something eternal, such as represented by gods. Okay. It's also round, like the sun and mm. the moon, which were the early gods in many different kind of um, mythologies, also in old Egypt. And so by representing eternity... And putting it on somebody who is ruling the country, like the pharaoh, you have oh. something godly connected with you that empowers you to be okay. ruling. So, yeah, it's a very big symbol of power. Like yes. Who's wearing that ring. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Also, because you mentioned tools to form something. Not everybody so far back in, in history had tools to forge something like a ring. Yeah, it's very difficult. You, mean, you have to extract the raw materials and then the purpose, everything. Yeah, it's a long process. Mm -hmm. Even though in Egypt, uh, then also the Middle Kingdom, Egypt, so 2,000 to um, one and a half thousand before Christ, the designs got increasingly more complex. They also used not only metals, but faience, which is a quartz ceramic. Wow. Mm -hmm. And... One of the famous designs, I'm sure you've seen it, it's it's a small little animal that was also put on rings sometimes. No, 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 I've never seen it. S the scarab design. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this in insect, right? Yeah, it's the little beetle. Mm -hmm, exactly. Oh, now you're bringing all the, yeah, all the now memories of, <laughs> of symbols from Egypt and stuff, yeah. It's an interesting culture. Uh, I remember being fascinated with it as a, as a teenager. And now these... Scarab designs were also put on, you know, all kinds of jewelry and mm -hmm. also on rings, obviously. So what is a ring generally made of? We have different parts of it um, that have different technical meaning. We have the hoop, obviously, mm -hmm. which is the ground structure. 
And then we have the shoulder, which is something like connecting the hoop with maybe a design object that's okay. in the middle. And then we have the so-called bezel, mm -hmm. which is the thicker plateau section where you introduce then a design object or you just have it a little bit thicker so it can stand out on mm -hmm. top of your finger. Okay. And then, of course, the gem or stone or whatever you put on top. So I didn't know that there were names to the different parts of a ring. <laughs> But now we know. <laughs> now I know. I It's... I'm, I'm sure it's it's fun to forge a ring. I, I know there's a couple of workshops that are provided also around our area where you can, you know, do your own rings. Really? In, yeah. in, in a, uh, like a workshop and you do your rings? Because I remember as a kid, I, you did rings from paper mm, or from yeah, yeah. cardboard, plastic or whatever. But you mean like Flowers. real metal? Yeah, real metal. Yeah. Oh, nice. That would be a nice thing to try. Yeah, so if if you want to do that, you just go in there and say, "Oh, is this the shoulder of the ring?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly. You can nerd around a little bit. Okay, so Egypt was definitely experimenting with rings, old Egypt, um before Christ. And then it get it gets interesting as we step into I looked for all kinds of cultures. We step into Germanic cultures. Because here in archaeology, these rings are appearing um in areas settled by Germanic people and also in textual sources discussing their practices and beliefs. Okay. So, so I'm assuming Germanic culture is a little bit like the north of Europe area. Right? Exactly, okay. yeah. So wh uh, what is currently Denmark and the north coast of uh, the Baltic Sea and, and that, and then it spread across okay. Europe downwards. So here we are talking 1200 before Christ. Mm -hmm. And back then it was, the rings were associated with wealth. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, it makes sense, right? Royalty is also wealth. Mm -hmm. And it was being used as a currency. Okay. And now we enter uh, the period where it were they were used for swearing sacred oaths, often dedicated to or witnessed by the gods. Wow, it's getting very interesting. Nice. It's getting interesting because now we're mixing gods with social interaction. Like, right? a, like a ceremony or like mm -hmm. a ritual and where the ring would be given maybe? Yeah. Okay. And you know the saying in English, good as gold? I, I've never heard it, but now it makes sense. Good as gold. Yeah, is when you give something like a ring, you know this man's promise is good as gold. But I, I yeah, also the the the, the uh, saying, gold's worth, no, or something, mm -hmm. you know, worth its weight on gold. Or there's a lot of uh, of, of sayings around worth and golden things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly, because it's the, it's the rare metals, right? It's the um, metals that were used that were durable and also nice and shiny and pretty so we we still use it in in money sometimes it's true there's uh, gold reserves all around the world exactly so of course there it also makes sense to not only display your wealth through rings because they have this r material that is rare but you can also store it easily 
mm-hmm. you can carry it around with you. I mean, a couple of thousand years back, they people didn't have safes. It's true. <laughs> they didn't have storage rooms where they put all their jewelry. They just wore it. <laughs> it's true. If you think about it, it's like carrying around uh, a, um, a credit card in the sense that it is worth or it symbolizes something. You're carrying it all the time and you could exchange it if you needed it. So after Christianization of the Germanic people, rings were also used as a gift bestowal or still the oath swearing in marriage. Mm. I promise to you, I will love you forever. Here, I, 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 I'm, <clears throat> I would like to ask a question uh, because I understand this exchange in marriage, but I'm not sure if love would be the word used. I, I am assuming that it was more like, look, this is my daughter and not only she can give you kids, she also <laughs> has some gold on her. <laughs> I think I, I am assuming it has more to do with a exchange, little bit yeah. of exchange mm-hmm. of goods. Trade. Instead of, I, I, because I, I think this idea of love, what what is it, 200 years old? That's true. Yeah, it's a romantic idea that it's not as old as we yeah, exactly. sometimes it's- pretend it is. It's 200 years old, so don't believe the hype. <laughs> I'm just don't believe the hype. <laughs> don't buy the rings. <laughs> no, do buy them because it's a good trade. But but the next time you propose marriage, go like, I'm giving you this ring, which is worth two months of my salary. And if we were married last 25, imagine how much it will be worth. <laughs> well, it's an a- investment. Actually, at least the diamond rings, mm-hmm. they decline heavily in their worth uh, right the moment you step out of the shop. But for the gold, I think it's pretty stable. So if, mm-hmm. if there's a lot of gold on it, I think you're good. Yeah. <laughs> the gold price has been stable. Um, also, I'm not a financial advisor, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nor a romantic advisor. <laughs> no, please don't take advice from me. <laughs> It's interesting how that promise that came also from Christianity back then, you know, connecting the belief, the faith with social interaction is still present today in many cultures. But what fascinated me also, not to linger too much on wedding bands and engagement rings, is there's all kinds of different rings that have different purposes. You also already mentioned your bottle opener ring exactly yeah. which is a useful uh, networking tool but there's also things like birthstone rings or championship rings that you can win championships it's true true and also some clubs and associations like football clubs or whatever i don't know you can have like the ring of the club so you know you yeah. belong to that club or um, family rings with the family um crest on it true that yeah Mm-hmm. And even in old Egypt, they uh, used the rings also as a signet ring. So you, you'd have a signature that you could press into wax. Ah, uh, exactly. Yeah, that would work like you have a letter and to seal that letter, you put some wax. And then with the ring, you seal that wax and it has a symbol. For all of our audience that have never seen the letter, that's how you would seal them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> with, with wax. 
actually, all of our audience has seen a letter because the symbol for messaging services is a letter. Yeah, they've seen the icon. For most apps. Yep. It's like the old... Well, actually, the symbol is an envelope. It's not the letter. It's the envelope. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but it's the envelope you're talking about that you're sealing, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the envelope. The idea that somebody has never written or received a letter just crushed my brain for a second. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, I mean, uh, it's not a very... In many countries, it's not used as a common way of communicating anymore. That's true. That's true. (gasps) Beautiful times. But yeah, these signet rings... And also doctoral rings to signify you have a certain degree. That's true. Yeah. That would be cool. Like, look, this is my PhD ring. (laughs) I mean, I have a certificate, but that's just... uh... (laughs) But the ring shines more. (laughs) Yeah, the ring shines more. And yeah, there's things such as finger armor. Okay. To protect your fingers for fighting or... Yeah, or to use it as a weapon. Oh, now, those are the nice functional rings. And I'm sure you've heard about the mood rings. When oh, I was a teenager, yes, they were big. I love them, yeah. They change color depending on, quote-unquote, your mood. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was a stone or it was plastic, but it did change color. did change color. I don't know how it actually worked. It was magic. Magic. The magic 90s. <laughs> Using a thermochromic liquid crystal... So it changed with uh, temperature, is what the internet said. So oh, interesting. Yeah, and there's memento mori rings, which is uh, was popular in the 16th and 17th century, featuring a skull and the inscription memento mori, sometimes combined with other features just to remind you of death. Wow, what a nice gesture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can look at this ring and remember that I am mortal. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Also, portrait rings with uh, pictures of uh, people you want to remember. Also, purity rings to signify you're still virgin and waiting till marriage. So the list goes on. There's so many different symbol-heavy types of rings. Uh, that's That really fascinated me. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think from all of the ones you mentioned, I only had the mood-changing one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie, I had one too. No, they were cool. Actually, where I, uh, when I was a kid, they came from those machines where you put a coin in. Yeah, and then that's true. You, you get it in a plastic capsule. Yeah, so. special. Yeah, but I mean, nowadays, I think more and more people are relying on other ways of symbolizing their faith or love, uh, especially in marriage. Like a prenup. <laughs> like a prenup, yeah. This is all oh my, my love. god, you drafted the first edition of a prenup? Oh my god. Exactly. This is our. You really care. The bubblegum trail uh, uh, legal advice. <laughs> we're we're going to get in trouble. No, just kidding. Don't even get married. <laughs> Yeah, but people use tattoos or framed wedding vows or bracelets. Now that you mentioned tattoos, there's some people that tattoo a ring around their mm-hmm. fingers. It's true. So it's, it's a lot. Uh, yeah, it's about the symbol. Because that's also forever, unless you remove it in your tattoo studio. <laughs> <laughs> or you put something else on top. Sometimes people do that's that. That's true. So yeah, what are your thoughts on rings? 
Well, I, it, I'm, it's, I'm fascinated because I never put a lot of attention to jewelry. Mm-hmm. But now that you open this idea of that there's many styles, I'll, I'll might, I might browse rings for men, like see if there's something nice. Because, yeah, it's, it's very funny that you see them all the time and I've never used any. So now I'm getting mm-hmm. curious. Mm-hmm. Maybe it feels nice. Yeah, I mean, nowadays it's mostly a fashion object, right? We, we are living in a wealthy period where, um, you know, post-industrialization, things like mood rings get distributed well, <laughs> mass-produced, and just uh, people are showered with it. So you can experiment. Yeah, now also, you know, now that you mentioned all of these, um, I do have a ring somewhere, a graduation ring. Oh, from uh from high school they must have like the year when we finished high school and oh, stuff cute must be somewhere at my mom's place i never wear it but yeah maybe your mom's wearing it She's yeah. like, my little boy <laughs> my so little proud <laughs> <laughs> yeah it might be <laughs> there might be somewhere so that's all i wanted to bring today rings very very interesting um I think one of the things that we, we mentioned a lot about um, materials with the rings. So I'm just thinking I've seen some made of wood. Mm, mm-hmm. Now there's some kids rings maybe out of plastic. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, maybe there are many other materials out there. That's true. Yeah. Like the ceramic one surprised me also that um, even old Egypt uh, made use of ceramics for rings, jewelry back then. Let's try it. Let's get. Let's go to one of those let's workshops. Let's forge some rings and be like all nerdy in the workshop. Oh, is this the bazelle? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What 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 do we put on top? Exactly. <laughs> A scarab. <laughs> <laughs> let's get um, bubblegum trail rings. Like you belong. You're a member of the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a cool club. It's made of bubblegum, so you can. We chew give it a lot of advice without any education <laughs> in these subjects, though. So. Very nice topic. Thank you very much for bringing it. Thank you for listening. Okay, dear audience. <laughs> See you next week with another interesting episode of Bubblegum Trail. Bye.